Hey, boys and girls, welcome back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I am Aaron Arnold. I'm Austin Arnold. And we just sat down with uh, actor and entrepreneur uh, Alberto Zeni. And uh, man, this guy is uh, currently working on Narcos now on Netflix. Actually, will be coming out on Netflix shortly. And uh, man, it was a really cool conversation talking to this dude. Great guy, great stories. I, I let me jump in, guys. I um, you ruined it. I got into it a little bit with our guest. Sparks flew. Sparks flew a little bit. So and not uh, good sparks. No, no, they were good sparks. Well, well, well <laughs> it's debatable, man. You tell us in the comments. Listen, um, I think no, it's all positive, but um. It's just, uh, you know, well, you'll, you're going to see just things got pretty real in this, in this cast. You were just offering a little bit of... You're playing know. the devil's advocate. Yeah, exactly. For his ideas. I was just saying that sounds like an uphill battle. Now, the cool thing is he's killing it in the acting game. And then he was talking about his other um, possible website platform. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of like, you know, it's an uphill battle. And As we, any new startup is. And we got into it a little bit. The problem is, man, you don't think big. <laughs> that's your problem you're not thinking big and also you know um we try I try to you know talk politics but anyway uh, you know it was cool to talk to him about all that stuff i like it when we can shake things up in the podcast but we, we started off talking about right into narcos was like the very first thing we talked a little bit about the oscars he was at an oscars party last night he saw you know it was, it was a good time and then uh we talked about crypto uh -huh. i know you love that dude Talking crypto? See, I wanted Johnny to um, <laughs> kind of like, I wanted to try and play it off like a little dumb so like I can get him to talk about it because if I come off like a know-it-all, then he's gonna, not going to say anything. But Johnny was really, he's my cheerleader for this guy knows everything about crypto. Hey, man, I'm <laughs> trying to get you to, to get him to invest in your ideas. <laughs> you know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah, think it's a wave of the future. But we still had a good discussion no, about, it was great. about blockchain. Honestly, this guy's a really chill guy. I think it'd be like, it'd be cool to work with him in some aspect. I think it'd be fun to hang out with him. Also, he auditioned seven times for Narcos before he finally got on the show. And he almost, the last one, he was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't even go in. Yeah. Right. He was talking about how he got it without even representation, which is, I mean, that's pretty cool. He fired his agent. They parted ways. Well, no spoilers. No spoilers. He has a new agent now. We'll let him tell you. Anyway, great guy. And uh, I think you guys are going to really like this podcast. The dude is killing it. Um, and a uh, great story, too, from coming from Mexico to the U.S. and like learning like five languages. Dude, amazing. Anyway. Like the video, hit subscribe, roll Leave it. Leave us a review on iTunes. Boom. Roll it. Now, are you single, Alberto? Yes, I am. <laughs> I wouldn't dare saying all that. <laughs> I wasn't. He's but, like, I hope my wife's not listening. You're just like, that's awkward. But you're on a hit, you've done some episodes of a hit TV show. So, Narcos, right? Yeah. Right. Not single for long. Yeah. Long. Yeah, I'd, ima I'd imagine the, uh, Who knows? the ladies are knocking down your door. You would imagine. <laughs> you know, but he's there to work on set, okay? He's not there. I mean, afterwards. Oh. Oh, there, there you go. I like that. No, you know what happened when I was actually shooting? We, we shot for eight months in Mexico. Okay. What uh, part of Mexico, by the all way? All over the place. Ca Everywhere. Cabo. Okay. Cabo. We were, yeah, mainly Cabo. <laughs> we were based in Mexico City, and then we, we, uh, we shot in six different cities all around. And um, it was a very interesting experience because I was actually with a girlfriend at the time. Mm. And During those eight months, there, yeah, and you didn't see her at all, or no, no, no. I was going back and forth. Okay, okay. So there was, was like there was some downtime. Yeah, for sure. It was okay. like three, three, four weeks down there, and then I would come back for one or two, and then you know, on and on. 
Gotcha. And wasn't that hard? I, I behaved. But wasn't that hard though? Like she's probably like, "Come on, listen. Are you listening to me? I just." And you're like, "I'm trying to study the lines." Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It was. I mean, like I said, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to hear, man. Sorry to uh, hear. It's okay, man. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I was I was really well behaved back okay. in those days. Ah, times have changed. Oh, yes. Narcos, you know, it changed you. Well, I am single now, so yes. I see. So Makes when sense. you were down there for eight months, uh, well, first of all, what was it like shooting in Mexico for so long? It's great. Did you enjoy it? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am from Mexico. Right. You know, I was born, born in Monterrey, which is northeast Mexico, south of Texas. Nice. And see. I lived in Mexico City for about 10 years on okay. and off. Same, same amount of time that I've lived in Los Angeles. And so going back there and working there, it, it was kind of going back home. And Full circle moment. Yeah, exactly. It was like uh, working with a lot of people that I knew before. Okay. Uh, nice. New people that I didn't know that I, that I admired. And just the, the entire experience of being there and, and doing something that it's as extraordinary as this show was, um, was very compelling. It was just something to, to uh, enjoy. All, right. all and what was your character? My character's name is Ahmad Palacios, which um, I have a story about that in a minute. It was like a badass uh, character? It's a total badass, man. Mm. Yeah. He's a, he's a former Cartel? Mexican cop. Okay. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm on the dirty, other side. Dirty cop. Maybe. <laughs> you got to watch, buddy. Maybe. You, um, yeah, this guy, uh, this guy knows the leader of the DEA rogue team that is coming into Mexico illegally in order to find out who killed Kiki Camarena and kind of uh, wreak havoc and do all sorts of crazy stuff. And uh, so I joined the team, and I'm basically um, one of the most valuable assets for the entire thing because I speak English the way I speak English, and I speak Spanish the way I speak Spanish. Mm. And this character kind of had a lot of my own personal elements within that made it very, very easy to play and very, uh, very fun. It felt like you almost playing yourself in a way. In a way, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the character does a lot of unsavory not, things. Not that, that you're I don't a corrupt do. cop, but I'm just saying, <laughs> no. like, in terms Pray of tell, like, but you know, not not on Mondays. Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun because it was far away from who I am in the sense of the the kind of mentality that he has, like how he. Uh, interacts with people that he doesn't know. That uh, he's he's one of those people that may stay in the back of the room, just listening instead of talking and giving opinions and just kind of analyzing the person who's in front of him. Mm. And then if he talks, maybe he's gonna whisper instead of mm. giving his full voice in mm. case somebody recognizes his voice in the future. It's like he thinks like that. Yeah, I don't. Sounds like a smart guy. He's a very smart, guy, very smart sure. guy. Yeah. Now, what is your acting technique? Are you one of those guys who goes method? Um, are you more like Joaquin yeah. Phoenix? Method? Just yeah, you killed a few people on the way in. Well, <laughs> whatever yeah, it takes. Well, I put some people in jail. Like you do anything special with your technique or it's pretty pretty standard, get the job done? You know what? It's I, I've had many different techniques over the years. I've, I've studied so many different things. And I think each character has a very distinctive way to approach it. It's not uh, it's not the same doing like a, an extrovert entertainment guy versus this guy no this cop um you got to find the the nuances within the script as well as whatever just gets triggered in you and uh, so I, I i mean one of the main things that i use is meisner mm -hmm. okay. i think meisner is has been kind of the uh 
Did you study Meisner for a long time? I did. I have okay. a, I have like a kind of a master's degree in Meisner. Okay. Um, um, I studied at the Meisner Center. Is it like a, it's like a two-year program or something, yeah, right? Yeah, two-year program, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I studied at the Meisner Center that used to be in North Hollywood. Now it doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, you shut it down. You said, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You didn't pay your dues. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Acme bought it. Oh, oh, did it? Oh, yeah, so that's yeah, where yeah. Acme Theater, I guess, yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Lancashire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's where it is. That's where it is. Nice. Uh, that's where it used to be, the, the other one. And, he, and it was the, the only one that Sandy opened on the West Coast. So it was the only legit one. It was the only legit one. Every yeah. other was, like, people that worked with Sandy, but it, he wasn't uh, involved directly. Or involved directly. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, eventually my, my teacher, whose name is Mar Marty Barter, he got in an accident and he couldn't, you know, run, the, anymore, run, the, school. run the school and, yeah. and teach anymore. And, and they have to close it, mm. uh, which was very sad because he's a phenomenal um, trainer. And so what makes Meisner different from for the folks at home who just aren't as, uh, you know, in the know as us with mm -hmm. the different acting techniques? Meisner, all about listening or what, what makes Meisner different? You know, Meisner teaches you to be present in the moment and really pay attention to the other person. It, it, one of the one of the um, the maxims they use is that the, the person that you're with is the person that has the most value at the moment that you're present in, in the story. So all the attention goes to, to that person. Mm -hmm. So everything that happens with that person is important. And you get to react based on that relationship that you're creating with the, with the, with the person that you're working with. So that's that's kind of the base. You never have to worry about it. You just constantly just react to what they're doing. And exactly. you always got something. Yeah, you're present. Present. Yeah, you actually, I, I mean, I start once I got Meisner, I started applying it to my life and being present to other people and listening. So because for the most part, people are just waiting for you to finish saying whatever you're saying. So they can say their line. Exactly. Yeah. And but in life as well, you know, the, I'm, I'm waiting for you to finish your sentence sure. so I ha because I already have an opinion of something that you said five minutes ago and right. I forgot or I, I didn't pay attention to any anything after <laughs> that thing because I already made an assessment and I sure. want to say something about it. Right. Uh, so once you once I started applying it to to my life, then I started having more profound and more connected conversations with people. So are you trying to say that this whole conversation right now is scripted? Is what? that what you're telling me? I'm sorry. I, I was thinking about that thing oh, you right. said before. That's right. <laughs> I, like that. I like that guy. I like this guy's great, man. This guy's great. If only you would have used a little bit more Meisner with your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Let's listen. not get into that. Listen to me. Dude, what did you guys all think of uh, Joaquin Phoenix standing on a soapbox at the Oscars? I mean, like, me, me and Johnny are vegans, so we were for it. But like, I, I, love the, I love the speech. If you had something, um, if you were going to stand up for at the Oscars, what would it be? Oh, you can't man. say talking about calves and milk and stuff because Joaquin did it I don't honestly I um man you just want the uh, award you're there for the party yeah that's dude, it dude, dude, oh, isn't it, maybe it's annoying when these guys get up there and preach you know about like no man I think I think if you have an opinion of something you should definitely pursue uh, protecting it and, and talking about it and uh -huh. if you have a platform like that and you are a figure of of uh, status and power so to speak you should definitely speak up yeah so exactly. what do you care about? And, and what, uh, what would you I do? care about every, a lot of things. I, I was going to say everything. I don't see any things. inclusion writers. I mean, um, that actress, what's her name that I like? She said inclusion writers. I mean, we don't know. Behind three the scenes. Three billboards. Yeah, but what are, what's her uh, name? She, I know who you're talking about. I forgot her name. I'm just saying nothing's changed. I don't see any inclusion writers. Well, we don't know that. I mean, well, the, well, there's, a, the there's a lot of in the industry. <laughs> there, there's a lot of stuff going on. It, this is one of the things that, that people tend to go 
when they hear that I'm Mexican. It's like either inclusion or diversity or or border things or you know narcos things. Right. Like I got a question last night. <laughs> like immigration. If I, immigration, obviously. Yeah. If I, I got a question last night, if I am scared of the narcos coming after me because <laughs> I'm doing this show, I'm like, okay. oh, mm, why? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, to have fun or something, maybe, yeah. but you know, not not to hurt me. We're, uh, I think, I think as human beings, it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter what your background is. It's like we have so many different things that connect us that we love or dislike and and then we can talk about those things if we want or choose to do but you won't give me one thing specific for you well listen well i am kind of saying it like i think oh, uh, i think humanity is yeah. is very complex you're and a humanitarian and yeah. uh, I, I suppose yeah. uh, if you have the idea that everybody's going to have an opinion and that opinion is based on their own lifestyle and their background and their life situation then you start understanding a little better why that person is saying the things that they're saying and why and where they're coming from mm. and that may or may not touch you or connect with you in in a particular way and but that's okay you know everybody's going to have an opinion about things right and if if my opinion is the only one valid then i forget to listen to what you really are saying I think that's that's how it should always be. I, I think as long as your their your opinion or their opinion is not hurting somebody else or harming somebody else, that's what this whole country is built on. Like we should be allowed to feel what we want to feel as like as long as we're not spreading hateful well, things. Well, now we're getting people. into shaky ground because people in Hollywood will stand up and say, "Hey, I'm for women's rights, but are they killing a baby?" Well, that's what I'm, it's Johnny. I'm asking you specifically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got in trouble. This now. is where it cuts off. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think as long as you're not, you know, hurting somebody or demeaning somebody or you know whatever that might be, like, you know, for example, let's say someone is uh, a huge Trump supporter. I don't have a problem with that. Half of the country. I, I don't have a problem with that personally. I, I'm not, but like. The whole point of living in this country is you're allowed to have that opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's why this country is great. So while we can disagree, we're allowed to. Let's stop this cancel culture. Yeah. That's I what mean, I'd stand up for. If I if I won an Oscar, I'd get up there and be like, guys, we need to stop this cancel culture. That's the soapbox I'd stand on. That is a very touchy subject for you being a white guy. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> they, these guys can do it. You talk about white privilege, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I, I th it doesn't really matter what you believe in. Another person is going to believe in whatever they believe in. Mm -hmm. even, even if you say you don't have the right to, to do so, they will. Right. And that it's human nature. It's, it's part of who we are as human beings. The thing is, yeah, what you were saying, it's like if we stopped canceling what you just said or what your opinion is or what you believe in, then we start listening to each other. We go back to Meisner. You know, Ooh, like we, we start back to being present to each other and we hear not only the words that are coming out of your mouth, what it is behind all of those words, because we, we tend to be reactive. Mm -hmm. We want to, we listen to the first things like, oh, well, but I think it's this and that and that. It's like, all right, you know, good for you. But that's not what I was saying. And that's why sometimes um, people take the words of somebody that 
meant to say something and they just you know twist them and then right. then it means something else and they make it sound like something else. Well, they and make it fit their narrative. Exactly. Like how Absolutely. make it fit their opinion to like back up whatever Absolutely. it is they believe. Now you yeah. said something interesting about Trump and I think and this is very debatable and is sure. is this is why we're here. A lot of people are going to think whatever they're going to think. I think Trump where they're doing good things or bad things for this country, he created a situation for the country where people woke up. That's true. Before him, a lot of people were just going with the flow, whatever it is. We don't even ask any questions. Well, and I think that's that's also part of the problem is like people just want to go with the flow. You know, because like you're living yeah, your life like, ah, I don't want to be, I don't want to disrupt this. Like things are good, things are fine. Like it's all good. But as soon as something like that happens... It throws all that out of, out of out of whack, and so now we're kind of like, oh my god, like the world is falling apart. You know what I mean? But now people are taking ownership. Right now we are becoming responsible. Mm-hmm. Now we want we want the things that we really want, and we want to fight for those things, and we really want to make a stand, and we really want to make things the 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 best possible for the majority of the population. So, you know, it's uh, I think it. it if you see it from that perspective, and I'm not condoning anything that's happening or any decisions sure, or sure. any conflicts uh, uh, by any means. A conversation just, isn't a cosign, ladies and gentlemen. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> just talking words, just it's, saying stuff. It is, it is a matter of what, what people are willing to do now based on what's been happening. And what do you think, right. dude? Let's, say, let's assume you're not going to vote for Trump. Well, I can't <laughs> which, vote. Which, Oh, you can't? No. Okay, well, that's great. Then you have the freedom. Which Democratic candidate do you like? Before we move on to acting, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say I need to do more research on that. I don't actually have a lot of information on the candidates right now. That's fine. I'm in the same position. You can't vote, so. Uh, So I want to take it back real quick to to, to Narcos That doesn't mean I don't care, though. Yeah, The fact that I I can't vote in this country doesn't mean that I don't care because at the end of the day, it impacts my lifestyle because I live here and also impacts my country, which is right down south. Right. Uh, so I do care. It's just I think uh, more people should say I need to do more and inf- uh, more research and get more information. Right. I think people don't do enough research. The correct answer was Andrew Yang. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let it go, dude. It's not gonna happen. All right. And this is where we say who? Yeah. <laughs> who is that guy? Oh, you mean the neighbor? Your neighbor? What's going on? Yeah, the, the guy owes me a money. Uh, but I wasn't. I was gonna ask you real quick about Narcos. Kind of going back to that. So. Um, I've seen the first two seasons, the one based in Colombia with Me Pablo too. Escobar. Uh-huh. I haven't caught the the one that now it's in Mexico. So, you know. Well, I, thank you very much for this. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, hey. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch hey, it. Hey, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. Good, good. Um, it's still so, on Netflix, though, right? It's still on Netflix, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I think we just sent our whole audience to <laughs> watch it on Netflix right now. It's. A, I mean, well, okay. So when Narcos first came out, I remember it was a huge, huge hit TV show, right? Yeah. So Still is. It was a bit, yeah, it's still a big show. But I remember when it first came out, it was a big thing. You know, there's been so many stories about Escobar. It's kind of exhausting. But, like, you know, people were very transfixed on this performance by, um, what's his name, Magna Mora. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it was, like, really interesting to see this. And now when it he died and it kind of ended and they're bringing in um, Narcos in Mexico, what was it like for you guys kind of first taking on a whole new story and then also kind of riding the coattails of what this show was at its height? Is it, How has that been for you guys? Well, it's um, the funny thing is it it happens in the same time frame. 
So it's at the same time, but in another country, exactly. basically. Yeah. Okay. So back in those days, eighties and nineties were a big deal with with all the the drug Drugs, cartel and yeah. trade and all of that, and a lot of these stories that that we're telling in in season one and two of, of Mexico, they're I mean it's historic facts. You know, we I grew up hearing these stories and. Uh, you kind of always knew someone that was Involved, close to that sort of. environment. Okay. Uh, even even if I didn't grow up within the env- the environment and I wasn't you know in any danger whatsoever, there was always stories. Uh, I think, uh, for whatever reason, humanity had a inherent. Um, what was that word I used the other day? Um, what, do you guys hang out all the time? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. It's your PR uh, person he's talking to. We, we, we like that kind of content. And now you're coming to a new country based on a project that was already approved by so many people that, that people like mm. with a whole bunch of new stories within yeah. the same realm. And it's, it has top quality and has uh, an incredible narrative. It has top-notch talent like Mike Pena and Diego Luna, yeah. and, and plus everybody else that surrounds those yeah. two, which is basically happening in this in this second season as well. Was there a lot of pressure to be like, oh, guys, we really got to... There wasn't. Okay. There wasn't. It was more... Just uh, by Diego. <laughs> yes. Diego demanded excellence. He sat us down. He's... Nah, that's <laughs> true. He... Um, no, there was there was actually it was very welcoming. The entire environment was very welcoming, and everybody was was just ready to move forward and do the new season and, and just play with it. Mm. And uh, for me, it was a little bit of of um, like a I was a little bit afraid because of who I was going to be working with, like Scoot McNary and my by Dale, Jesse Garcia. All of these guys have long careers in the U.S. Yeah, and this is my first TV show in English. Mm. And um, so, you know, when I moved here, I didn't speak a word of English. And that was 2005. So okay. uh, you picked it up beautifully, dude. Uh, well, Sounds good, you. man. I, I <laughs> can't yeah. tell. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I put a lot of effort into it. And I, I, I want a coach or I, I train myself. I speak five languages, so okay. I, I kind of have an ear for, for mm. that. Uh, I, I trained myself to a point and then I got a coach was phenomenal and she's like literally she sat me down and within the first couple of hours she was like well you need this and this and this and that if you do this is this that's it you're gonna have it mm. and i mean she basically got me to yeah almost to 100 percent. do you so then just out of curiosity do you think in spanish no i think in english okay unless i'm speaking spanish okay yeah that was the thing at the beginning when i first moved here i would think in spanish and translated right. just did not make sense yeah, yeah it takes people longer. look at me like I know you're trying to say something, else, yeah. but I just don't get it. And I just always wonder about that because, like, I speak Spanish too, mm-hmm. but like, I have to think about things now in English because I use English all the time. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I think about it in English and I'm like translating it in Spanish, which doesn't makes it slower. And I remember right. Javier Barden would talk about how, like, when he would do roles in English, it was so much harder for him because he was like, I have like a whole office working up there, right? To try to like, it's exhausting. Yeah, figure out the words before they come out. So I was wondering if that. Yeah, changed. no. The, the first three months that I mo- when I moved here, it was um, I by eight o'clock at night, I would be exhausted and just go to bed because my brain was overloaded with all this new information, and uh, and then suddenly one night I I dreamt in English. And mm. the following day, I was like, oh, my God, I understand you. <laughs> and uh, Any angels just, in that dream? Or? Oh, no. 
<laughs> Thank you for, th for throwing that image back. <laughs> Callback. Um, and, uh, and then after that, I started reading a lot of books. I started developing vocabulary and uh, obviously started working on the accent because at the end of the day, as an actor, if you have the, the capability to turn it on and off, uh, you sure. can do whatever. Totally. In the meantime, before I got the standard American, or what I call standard American, which is this, um, I, I said, well, if I can achieve that one, I'm just going to get as many different accents and dialects as I can. Hmm. Are you good uh, at that? Oh, yeah. German. Yeah, no, do a couple of the best uh, ones. German, uh, not so much, because, I, I mean, like, it's very difficult, difficult for me to pick uh, up a character that's Ar Ar Arabic? Uh, yes, my friend, of course. All right. Um, so or uh, Israeli? Israeli, sure. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, my friend. This the best water you're ever going to get in your life. All right. Come here. Come here. Let me come here. Give me a hand. I think you were in Zohan, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hung out a lot with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was good. That was good. Russian, French, Italian, you know. Nice. Italian, so on and so forth. Yeah. I, I just, I, I wanted to be able to perform better in many different things. Mm. So I started picking up all these things before I actually got to speak the way I speak now. And what did you do to uh, learn the accents? Did you self-study or like YouTube? YouTube? Uh, a, a little bit of everything. Yeah, okay. I did, I did a, bit of, a little bit of YouTube. I also had friends from all these places. I, I speak some of these languages as well. Okay. Uh, and that makes it a little easier to understand the, the musicality and fluctuations and all right, of these things. Right. So it made it, it made it kind of easy to fall into them. Plus, you know, you grew up hearing all, all sorts of, you know, move, watching all sorts of movies with all sorts of... Your sleazy Arabic everything. neighbor. He's trying, trying to sell you the water. Buddy. Are you trying to share something with the audience? I, I just thought his Arabic impression kind of seemed like a sleazy salesman to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, well, I'm actually... The, the movie that I'm, that I'm coming out with next week, it's called I Am Fear. It's a horror movie. I play an Arab-American. Okay. And uh, at times, kind of, the, the accent comes out, but it's, it's mainly an American guy. It's right. a feature film? It's a feature film. Yeah. Nice. And How'd you get uh, that? I auditioned for it. And uh, when you auditioned, did you come in with the Arabic accent? No. No, because he was supposed to be the American guy. Oh. I came with my accent, okay. which uh, I don't even know why they wanted me to be an American guy. Uh, but I. <laughs> That's Hollywood. I did, that, that is Hollywood. It was, everybody was, is Arab. In, in the, the production. Movie, in okay. the production. Like all the actors are, are Arab, except for me. Mm. Um, which is was great. I mean, I do have Middle Eastern background, so okay. it kind of made sense. You could, I mean, you could pass as Arab. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like in the movie, right, <laughs> right. Um, uh, but it was a lot of fun because it, it was also an opening to something else. I actually, when I first moved here, I before the Latino market was opened by by a long shot, um, I would only get roles of. The waiter and the gardener and the busboy, the, bus the landscaper, the the, yeah, yeah. All, all those things. And I, I was like, well, that's that's not really who I am, and I don't have a, a close relationship to the lifestyle, so I got to do something about it. So I opened a production company, and I produced a short film that won a whole bunch of awards in, in different festivals, and I gave myself the role of an Arab guy. Oh really? And it was like, why not? Let's just go. You know, you're like, you know what? My way I don't even want to play a Latino. Yeah. We play an Arab. All yeah. Right. Can our audience see that short film? Is yeah. it online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think you can find it on Vimeo, and it's called Ablution. What? 
ablution. A B L U T I O N. Ablution. Okay. Mm. Ablution is the the cleanse that the Arabs do before they pray. Mm. How many minutes? Interesting. It's twenty minutes long. Okay. Yeah. And what's the name of your production company you started? That one was called Baco Productions. Baco. Yeah. Okay. Baco, like the god. Bacchus. Okay. Oh, okay. And you were um, an actor and producer in that show. I I wrote it. I produced it, and I started in it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And you hired a director. Or? I my business partner was a director. Okay. Like Are you guys days. still doing stuff together? No, not anymore. Okay. Not since you was that the okay. only only short that you uh, produced, or With was there other one, ones? Yeah. But there have been other ones since then. I have been. I have done some other stuff. Yeah. Because okay. that's what we do too. We're actors, and we've produced a bunch of shorts. So I think that's the best thing we can do, man. I think uh, it, it gives you the freedom to tell the stories you want to tell, the, to play the characters that you want to play, and and it just keeps you creative. You know. Um, Sometimes you you're gonna get you're gonna hit the the jackpot and you're gonna get a lot of work and sometimes you won't. Mm. You know the, this particular career, you know how it is. It just you know, sometimes it's on. Sometimes you relax. Right. Did you notice like after Narcos, like it was a lot more on? Like, did you? Well, you I just it's it hasn't come out yet. It comes out next week. Uh, so far, I can tell you the the interactions that I have with people. It, it is it it has improved. People see you differently, in a different in a different light, and it's very interesting because I'm the same person as it, that I was when before I did the show. It's just the perception people have of you. Just now, you're offer only. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it, it's very interesting. It's very fun. And obviously now I have a team behind me. Yeah. Literally behind me right now. Right. Yeah. Um, that Make, he's making a lot of motions, like, yeah. cut, cut him <laughs> off. Like, hey, don't, don't mention me. <laughs> no, uh, the best, it's right? Anderson. Anderson Group uh, PR is, is the best thing I've done since I, since I. Uh, they seem I like the, the best, show. but why do you like them? They're amazing. Just because they like get your face or, and name out there. Take us through, because a lot of our audience they they've never experienced a PR firm. Okay, well, uh, Edgar, you want to do <laughs> um, the PR? Basically, PR is is personal marketing. It's letting people know that you are here and what it is that you do and who you are. Uh, so what they do is they they organize a whole schedule of interviews like this. Uh, they take you to television, to print, to uh, radio, podcasts, events, uh, and do they get you verified? Carpets. That do do you? <laughs> yeah, apparently. yes, yeah. they do. Okay. Good. Um, some some agencies also manage your social media. Yeah. And do you like craft with them like, like what you're going to talk about or like what things are good to say or? No, it's we we talk about we have a meeting especially with with them. We had a meeting. Pretend about he's not even here. That, dude. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's with them. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. We have a meeting. We had a meeting about everything that that I've done in my career and the things that I do personally, like. Uh, uh, for example, I I have been helping with an organization in Los Angeles court that it's called Homeward LA. Oh, so I, I, so I, I directed a show for Homeward LA. Oh, yeah, last, me too. Yeah. Okay, that, cool. Last year? Did you do no, that? No, just, yeah, just this last time, whenever it was, a few months well, ago. Well, it was, the, it was last, last year. Sure. <laughs> hasn't been a new it's one. It's because there's, there, they are, they've already been asking me to do it again, and I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm talking to Jason now to maybe become okay, part cool. of the board of, the, of that. And nice, nice. Doing something else. We, uh, where was your show? We, uh, it was the same for everybody. No, but I mean, where did you do your specific show? Oh, I, we did it in, right in the middle of Skid Row on a rooftop. Oh, really? Oh, on a rooftop overlooking downtown Los Angeles. You know what? I think I saw, nice. I think I saw it. So Homeward Who were some LA of your actors, by the way? Sorry. Telling the story of homeless people in Los Angeles and giving them, 
you know, a voice. These, these, a voice, basically. Yeah, the whole the whole point of what we did is we we set up a show uh, based on the stories of people that have lived on the streets that are now not on the streets, and the, it was to connect them as human beings because sometimes you forget that the people living on the streets are also human beings that just have had a rough life or they made wrong financial decisions. And, uh, and so we could tell more people about them and, and connect with them and raise funds. And we actually yeah. got $130,000. Yeah, we did really well. That, that time. Yeah. And um, in connection with the Midnight Mission, so what they do is they, they feed them and clothe them and they find them housing. Right. Uh, and so... Did you also perform a character as well? No, I just directed. Oh, you just, oh, you just, just directed. directed? Yeah. Okay. Johnny um, killed it with his character. I, if you remember the character, I played the... Uh, man, what was his name? He's a Hawaiian shirt. Eddie, Eddie, I think it was, or Eddie... Um, he yeah, was the one cross dressing, or he what? was he was the one that was uh, basically okay. he well he was kind of going through a phase of like he he like performing in drag. Oh yeah, I did that character. Phenomenal. Yeah, you remember full story? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was great. Beautiful story. Did you uh, did you go to the did you go to the reading at uh, Egyptian I Theater? Did, yeah. Oh, so I was there too. Okay. I was there too. I, I got I got to meet him. Yeah, right. that's right. You came. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Probably. Yeah. So I'm sure I prom maybe I saw you. Yeah. Who maybe. knows. Maybe you well, turned no, around to walk the other way. We're I was just, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't Who is this guy? Like, Stop. Book me on the podcast. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll talk. I, uh, that's I cool think, though. So yeah, I completely forgot. What was the point of this? By the way, guys, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, we were just, great job solving the problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 you, know. you, you gotta, you gotta start it's a big problem. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. It is a huge problem. Good job. Seriously. Good job. So is that something you're passionate about essentially is like the homeless. Oh no, no. I remember what we were talking about. Yeah. Part of the conversation with, with Anderson group was sure. What it is that you do on screen and off screen. It's like, what, what are your passions? What do you do? What do you like to do? So at some point I've lived in Los Angeles for 10 years now and uh i've applied to the green card a couple times and i've got denied both mm. times for different reasons thanks trump one of them <laughs> one of them was completely ridiculous but you know it is what it is um so i started thinking okay in all fairness what have i done for the place that i call home and i couldn't find anything i couldn't mm. find anything that i have done for paid rent that is not really doing anything for you're anybody. welcome la <laughs> <laughs> okay so what i what i decided to do is okay well, what about started giving back you know and uh, i started doing that two years ago cool and i started creating all these these new opportunities for different people in order to you know do things for for this city that i call home you know i want to stay here i love i love this place i keep meeting incredible people extraordinary people and I say, well, let's let's lend a hand. Let's bring people together. So um, I started joining, you know, Homeward LA. I, I went to feed the homeless uh, this last Christmas at the LA Mission, and mm. and I have been in the talks of creating a program for low income communities to be self sustainable. Mm. We have we're like way far to actually accomplishing Get that, that yeah. but but the idea is there. And Conversations I keep talking there. to people. The conversation right. is is present. And I think um, I think it's important, you know, if if you empower people to achieve the life they they truly want, then we don't expect the government to do it for us. We don't expect yeah. other people to do it for us because we know we have the power to do it, and we know we can achieve it, especially if we do it in community. And that's a whole that's a whole idea behind it. So right now I have um, an a former NBA player involved. I have. Can you uh, say who? Um, uh, not yet. Okay. I have uh, the former mayor of uh, Montebello. 
I have uh, uh, um, a veteran. I have like it's different people from different communities that are starting to come together and start to talk about what can we do, how can we develop this, and um, that's another thing. So, out of all those conversations we had with Anderson, we started developing what what the pitches to different people were going to be. Like, mm. who are we? Who do we want to talk to? Like, what what kind of outlets are going to be? Um, uh, you know, open to the conversations that that we're having, and and that's what they do. They they schedule the entire thing, and they they put me in front of the people that are going to continue those conversations. That are probably going to empower. We're also launching a a uh, social media platform for crowdfunding that is going to make a lot of our projects a lot easier to to be made because. You're, you're launching that on your own, or I'm launching that on my own. I mean, okay. I have I have a, other people uh, you're an advisor with? team that are phenomenal, okay, incredible. Him and Shaq, Shaq Keel O'Neal, no, no, no. okay. <laughs> but no. you're launching. Nice. You're launching an Indiegogo type. You're launching the kind platform of, like a Kickstarter yeah, yeah, type yeah, of thing. Kind of, kind of, kind of. What? How's it different than the platforms that we have now? Well, um, the social media part is a big. It's a big thing. You're going to be able to talk to other people that are like-minded that are that potentially have projects like yours, or maybe they have the the piece that you are missing, and you can actually connect with them and then just improve. On so your it can project. be more collaborative as opposed to Absolutely. just like, "Here's my project, give it's me community. money." It's community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taken to the next level of community. Taken to the right. next level of social media. Taken to the next level of crowdfunding. Okay. So part of it is also content. You're going to be able to keep creating content around the project you're creating so people actually know who you are what you're about and they can see the progress when they're putting funds into you seed you know? spark seed and spark is that which one's called is for one, yeah. filmmakers for filmmakers and they yeah. do something like that but you're opening it up to everything i like everything. it yeah i think you've got a long road ahead of you with that one but, um, <laughs> okay i'm on board for the action what do you mean uh, like it's, to, it's hard to, to create, onboard to users. create a whole new platform for. Um, oh, we're done with it. Yeah, but to get it like to the, onboard the network users. effect to get users. Are you excited about something like this? What's the name of it? Me there. Be there. Me there. Me there. I, I like, Me there. I like, dot com. I like the name. Me there. Dot TV. Dot TV. Yeah. Okay. So the the whole point of the name is me I, there. I, use it. I get inspired by you. I get. I, I get. I get to see myself through you, or maybe I get to see myself doing something. Because I saw you, so it's you it, it all starts with the individual, and then it just spreads out to the community, and the okay. community is the one that supports the entire idea. Okay, I like it. I think yeah. it's That's easier cool. said. Oh yeah, we're just gonna like it's very hard raise sure. a bunch of money than done. You know, it's easier said than done. We're I so, think. Well, this is this is very interesting because that's the philosophy of a lot of people, and that's exactly the reason why we developed this this platform. Because when some of the normal excuses we have is like, well, I don't know enough people. I don't know if people are going to like this thing. I don't know people with money. So now you don't actually have those excuses because we're creating a community for you. We already are 25,000 strong. That's that's awesome. But that's mm-hmm. what they say about Kickstarter. You know, I'm just going to put this. I don't know anybody. I just need to put this on Kickstarter. And then all of a sudden people are going to want to donate money to me. Just Do you know how much money Kickstarter makes? Well, Kickstarter, dude, but that's like saying, that's like saying, uh, I'm just going to create the next Kickstarter. I'm going to create the next Facebook. Why not? It's possible. I just said it was an uphill battle. You know what the problem, you know what your problem is there? And you think it too small, buddy. I think it too small. First of all, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. All I'm saying (laughs) is it sounds like a 
long road ahead for that one. Unlike his acting, which is clearly uh, next thing you're going to say. Sure, next thing you're going to say, sure. invest in Bitcoin, huh? That's what you're going to say next. <laughs> That's what you're going to say hey, next. I just got over ten thousand. I heard. Oh yeah, oh, did it? You know about did it? You know about Bitcoin? What, 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 like, this, what? this guy. This guy's big crypto. Can you just chill out, dude? I'm just, <laughs> I just want to play, play a little bit dumb to try and get him to educate me. <laughs> I don't know a lot. I, I just uh, I know the the blockchain community. Actually, the, this particular project that I the platform that I was talking about originally I wanted to do an ICO. Right. And That's, yeah, uh, that was very hot. ICO is an initial coin offer for offering, and unlike um, normal like uh, IPOs, like anybody can invest in an ICO. So right. It's like tons of. And there's no ownership on the company though. There's ju right. just buying right, right. currency. So would it be possible for people to donate? Via crypto on the site? Not right now. I'll donate $5 in Bitcoin as soon as you get that up and running. I promise you. Okay. When we get the blockchain part of it, I'll let you know. There you go. Okay. You're your first yeah. donor. I think, uh, I think I didn't want to do it at the end uh, through the blockchain because there's there's still a lot of hesitation of, of regular folk to go into something For sure. as complex as that. Even the people that I know that, that love blockchain and, and know about blockchain and they actually have wallets and stuff. They don't know a lot of things. But do you see Bitcoin having any sort of future or no? Well, it's present right now and it's been around for a while. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. What are your feelings on Tron? <laughs> Tron? Not the movie. Yeah, the crypto. I don't know it. All oh, right, well. <laughs> this guy wasn't that deep. One day it'll go up to no. 20 cents. So. <laughs> uh, you, you bought a bunch? Yeah, but yeah. Long, long <laughs> yeah. time ago. Johnny heard buy high, yeah. sell low. <laughs> I didn't realize you're supposed to buy when it's like actually like low. I didn't get that. Yeah. I, didn't, I missed the memo. Oh, man. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, it's just, it's no, just money. I think there's a, there's a lot of incredible things happening in the blockchain world that potentially will filter into the mainstream and make a difference or make something extra out of it. Right now, you know, it's more for people that know. You know, the, the my mom wouldn't care about blockchain at all. Right, right. You know, and, yeah. and what what we're creating is for anybody. Anybody, it doesn't matter if you're 13, if it doesn't matter if you're 65, if you have something interesting to, to give to the world, you can actually create a channel and you can actually fund it through the community. And it doesn't matter what it is that you do, you will always find someone that likes it. So you will be uh, allowing crowdfunding for minors, you're saying? For like younger age people? 13 years old. Uh, the thing is... Why do you phrase it like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little joke. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> <not> weird. <laughs> was, that, was that a joke or was that it, serious? It, it, it fell flat. It was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. That's how I joke. Let's, uh, well, dude, let's, let's get back to let's acting. Let's go forward. Yeah, let's get back to acting. LOL. So actually, I wanted to ask you, I know you've worked on a lot of different... Uh, Latino productions. Uh, I'm guessing you shot a lot of stuff in Mexico too. Yeah. So how does it compare to working out here? Like, what is that? You know, how does that compare in terms of like budget? How does it term in terms of acting, directing styles? It, I mean, directing styles. You know, it's different with every director. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if they're from Mexico or Spain or Brazil or Russia. You know, it, everybody's different. Uh, so in that sense. You know, you, you get it different every single time you, you do a job. Uh, in regards of the entire feel of how a production is done south of the border and north of the border, I would say it's a lot more chill down in Mexico. Mm. Um, even if you have the same kind of quality in the projects, even if, you have, if you're working with Oscar winners or Emmy winners or Grammy winners, because there's a lot of incredible musicians as well, um, you have this joy for what people do. So they take their time. You know, it's, it's a little more chill. It's more relaxed. Mm. Whereas here is, 
it's also incredible, but it's a completely different thing that it's more methodical. It's uh, you gotta you gotta do from A to B this way, and you, you go through it, and you you know push the gas and you do it. Mm. And so both ways are very enjoyable if you just open yourself to the experience of making them enjoyable. Um, but it is it is a little bit different, different. in that sense. What yeah, do you what yeah. do you prefer? It depends on the project. Some projects are like I just want to get over with this. And, uh, so <laughs> which you know, one? Having just it really kidding. quickly just is kidding. the best choice. Red Dead Redemption was that the video game? Yeah, I you know that's a funny story. I saw that on my IMDb and I completely <laughs> so forgot that I did it because that's I like do one of the biggest games, right? It's, yeah, it's a huge game. But I I did it. I don't know. It was like. 12 years ago maybe something like that it was just i just got here and i did the the voices in spanish in that game and i completely forgot that i did it and actually after it came out and after i saw the imdb that i discovered one day randomly um i saw the contract and i was like oh i did do this that was weird where are okay. my checks yeah really. <laughs> okay yeah it was pre pre-unionized hey i okay no checks okay. there man <laughs> anyway Nice. No. So, okay. So it sounds like mostly just really, it really depends on the, the type of project itself. Yeah, would you, would you yeah. feel like a lot of the, the budgets were bigger, more here or over there? Well, it tends to be bigger here. Okay. It tends to be bigger here. But when you have uh, a budget that it's intended for here, there looks way bigger because mm. things are, are more economical. Yeah. So actually, and I have more money to spend there in it, a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I okay. mean, if you have a dollar so to speak, right. you have a dollar, that dollar is going to look like $2 over there, probably, or maybe 150. Okay. So, you know, you know, extrapolate to a million dollars, right. $2 million, then you have a $5 million project. Right. Or in the looks of it. It looks know? like that. Yeah. And, and like I said, you have the same quality, the same kind of people that work here that make all the big awards. They're working there. They just work for, for a different rate because it's a different environment entirely. And I actually have a production company down there that we, and we do production services. And the whole point is bring projects from everywhere else, make them with the same quality or better uh, for a fraction of the price. In and Mexico. Just, and just make them and just sell them to the rest of the world again. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we... And are those products, are those uh, productions in Spanish or are they in different no, languages? Any, any language, I mean, right? if it's production services, it could be, it could anything, be anything at all. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of production down in Mexico. Yeah, I mean the, the the idea that Mexico is dangerous to work it's it's not really at all yeah. true. I'm sure if you speak Spanish, but no, no, no. There's uh, there's European productions, there's Asian productions, there's American productions. Like there's a ton of work down in Mexico right now, and everybody's happy, man. I mean, especially Mexico City. Mexico City has a million Americans living in Mexico City mm. uh, as established. The living there yeah. in different industries and it's like i mean if you walk in the in the center of mexico city you're going to be every couple blocks you're going to hear people speaking english right so it's like little america yeah i remember once uh well i've been to mexico city twice because my my ex-girlfriend was from mexico city and i remember uh the last time i, I went there with her her she was showing me around her family was still living there and i went to a nightclub out there Mm -hmm. I was scared as hell, man. What? <laughs> I, I was like, how, Wait, how old did you go? I was probably like 19, maybe, or something. Oh. It was a long time ago. And uh, I mean, I, I speak Spanish. I'm, I'm half Mexican. And 
walked into this rave. It was nightclubs rave, right? Uh-huh. There's people do, doing the glow stick thing. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? That whole thing or whatever, looking like everyone's on drugs. And I walked in and like the first thing I noticed is like I could see over everybody. I'm just, I'm just taller than everybody here. Easy yeah. target, right? And then everyone just everyone just staring at you, daggers. Everyone's staring at me, daggers. And I was the only guy. I was with her and her friends. And all I kept thinking was like, yeah, I'm about to get stabbed right now, walking through this crowd. <laughs> and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get hit in the face with like a sweater. Somebody just threw like a sweater at me. What? And I and I freaked out. Sounds, and I, I was like, sounds comfy. Oh man, like <laughs> maybe yeah, was, maybe they thought I was knife. cold. They thought I was cold. <laughs> But uh, I just remember it was just like, they know, I mean, you can tell like that I'm not from there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the vibe. It's the way you it, dress. It is, it's yeah. everything. I yeah. went to made you it know. through the front door. Well, they might have been more welcoming. I don't know. I'm a little bit taller. And That's true. Not half Mexican. But uh, no, it's interesting. I, mean, I, I love it. Thing, I love it down there. They but. probably would have admitted you better. Really? Yeah. I went to Mexicans been, love foreigners, man. I've been to Cabo and like with the Cabo, you get the tourists plus the locals. And there was this bar slash club called El Squid Row. Ever heard of it? Nope. But anyway, every all the older people that we went with told us, hey, don't, there's going to be plenty of, you know, American girls. Don't talk to any of the um, Mexican girls because Mexican guys get into a fight with you. Yeah, they don't want the foreigners stealing the locals. You went to a very particular place. That's, that's <laughs> very Americanized. If you go to an Americanized place, it, you may get that. If you go to any other place in Mexico, people are going to love you. Mm-hmm. I know I can come off as a douche sometimes, Mexico, but I'm, hey, I'm Easy, a buddy. Heart. Easy, bud. Anyway. It's, it's okay. <laughs> so I know you went to a lot of Oscar parties last night, right? Just one. Just one? Yeah. Okay. One did that you willing w- to share. Did you watch the Oscars there? No. Oh, did it, you was s- a, it was an after party. It was an after party. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch the Oscars by any chance? I did not. All right, so you no. so you don't even know Nothing who won or anything. No, no, no. I, well, I, I, I'm updated. I just didn't didn't get a chance to watch him. I I got all right. Just quick qu- something else. Quick question about that. Just want your thoughts and opinions. Um, so obviously, there's always like a controversy with the Oscars uh, in terms of like, oh, it's Oscars so white, so white, mm-hmm. no Latinos. Mm-hmm. What's up? What do you think? Yeah, what's up, man? What do you What do you think about that? Thoughts? Uh, was did, there any film did, you saw that I'm like, well, man, me, I should have gotten it. Let me ask you something. Did we do anything nope. worth? <laughs> there you go. I know. Last year we did. Yeah. And we won stuff. Unless, I mean, unless Iñarito does something, it's almost like there's really no hope, man. There's no, no hope. man. I think, listen, I, I've answered this question a few times. And I think if you create a product of quality, it doesn't matter where you're from. I, I mean, agree. Parasite is perfect example. Yeah, is is not even close to any kind of relationship to America. It's not even Spanish or or French or the normal languages that people are used to here. It's Korean, and it, it won. Right, and it won a whole bunch of things. Right. Like so, if if you have something of quality, goes beyond what color your skin is, where you're from, what language you speak, yeah. any of those things. So, I love that answer. Me too. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if we got something incredible to show the world, we probably would have been there, you know, and it's, we just did it. It sounds like you're happy that no women were nominated. <laughs> for you're going to put that in my mouth? I'm just kidding, man. I'm kidding. LOL. Oh, man, we no, just no, no, we no. caused controversy here. <laughs> just kidding. But um, as we kind of get to final questions, uh, one that we like to ask a lot of guests that come on, like looking back, if you could do something differently for you, like coming up when you first moved to LA, because there's a lot of people who want to be at where you're at right now. Any advice you would give to your younger you self? Here. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> here. exactly, yes. exactly. <laughs> Any advice you would give to your younger self? Like, ah, oh, you know what? I should have done this. Uh, 
I'm not sure about doing something different except for don't take things personal. It's not personal when you don't get that job. And sometimes we forget that it's a business. Right. You know? And uh, <laughs> thankfully, I've been behind the camera enough to know that sometimes I see an actor that it's incredible. I'm like, ah, I wish that person looked like what we need because mm. that person is incredible. But they don't. So you keep them in the back of your head for future projects whenever that project comes. But right now, that's not what I need. And it's not about you. It's not about your training. It's not about your personality. It's not about anything. It doesn't have anything to do with you. So just be patient and don't take things personal. Once I stopped taking things personal, I started enjoying the process. And once you get to enjoy the process, that's when you book the things. Mm. Because otherwise, you're trying, to, you're trying to make an impression with someone that doesn't need you to make an impression. They want you to f solve their issue. A casting director wants you to be what they're looking for. They just right. don't want to look for any more for whatever it is that they're looking for. They want you to be it. So if you're it, they're going to love you. Right. Because you're it. If you come in trying to be their friend, then you're not it. Because you're not focused on the thing that you need to do. You're focused on being their friend. And then you're not working. You know? Did you feel that when you uh, was Carla Hool, right? Carla Hool yeah. was the casting. Did you yeah, feel yeah. that when you auditioned for the role you went in for? Yeah, it was a vibe of that, like when you, right when you walked in, like oh, yeah, I yeah. got this. Well, I auditioned seven times for that. Okay, well for this show, I auditioned yeah. five, for the same role five years. No, different roles, Over different roles for five seasons. Uh, yeah, I got a call actually. Natalie Ballesteros, who was the, yeah, the second, yeah. the second with Carla, she called me up and she invited me to do the audition, and I just happened to drop my my representation like two months before that or mm. a month before that and um why because you know because nothing, there, nothing was happening mm. they, they, no they momentum. were not they were not sending me out or the things that sent me out that made no sense and and i was just you know i was tired i was like you know what i'm just gonna start fresh once i said that uh they called me up and i was like oh my god it's gonna be the seventh time that i do this should i go should I not go? <laughs> that's the attitude. <laughs> and, and yeah, all of those things. But th that's all valid. I mean, it, it happens in your mind. It's like, okay, I know every time I've gone in, the character that I'm supposed to be playing goes to someone that they make an offer to. Mm. Uh, it's like one time I went for a role and, and they made an offer to uh, Leguizamo. Like, yeah. Never, never heard of him. Around, Just kidding. You know? <laughs> um, and and, and in, in this particular series, all the roles that I went in for in the prior seasons, they went to people that are more, they have a, a longer, uh, bigger career than me. And I was like, is this going to be like the quota thing? Am I actually, do I actually have a chance? And then I said, you know what? I don't care. This is a perfect opportunity for me to act and to have an audience that cannot leave the room. <laughs> it's a captive audience. They have to hear every single word that I have to say. So might as well have fun. Mm. So I went in, I did the audition, and Natalie was there reading with me. And then I, I d she gave me a couple notes. I changed the, the notes, and then I left. And day goes by, nothing. Two days go by, nothing. A week, couple weeks, I was like, all right. It went to somebody else. Right. A month later... I get a call, mm. and I get invited to, to be a part of this show. Oh, wow. This so there was no callback, nothing? 
No. Wow. No, because they, they, they already knew me. I, I yeah, mean, they've already been so many times. Like, yeah. Let's just give it to them, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, we, we ran yeah. out of actors. So might as well, you yeah. know. Now, um, Johnny has auditioned twice for the show, so five more times you're saying. <laughs> hey, it could be, could, five be this, more times. could be this season, man. I just auditioned, like, a week ago. Oh, yeah, like a week ago. How's your Spanish? My Spanish is good, but the, the character the character on the on that audition it was all in English. Oh, even better. So it was supposed to be like it was it was really weird because actually my friend was the reader, and I didn't know that she she texted me before I came in. She's like, "Hey, who's that?" Uh, her name's Chelsea. Mm. I don't know if maybe you've oh, seen her. Did I know from your acting class? Yeah, she yeah she was I in my acting her. class. I met her once. Throw you yeah. off though. Or? Well, no, it was weird because I, I I was on my way to the audition and I get a text from her and I haven't heard from her in a long time. And she's like, hey, I was actually, we're casting for this role. I started working at Carla Hull's office and I actually thought like you would be really good for this role. And then all of a sudden I look at the list and you're coming in. And she's like, I'm just letting you know I'm going to be a reader. And I was like, oh, okay. It, it feels kind of weird a little bit. Like when you're like all of a sudden it's Hold a on friend. A second, let me ask you something. Do you like Chelsea. No, she's, she's very pretty. No, 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 no. She's, very she's, <laughs> she's married. She's married. Because wouldn't that be better if it's kind of somebody really you know? <laughs> that doesn't answer my question. No, I don't like her like that. Don't like Chelsea. Chelsea's great as a friend. You think she's uh, really pretty though? Uh, I'm not uh, answering that question. <laughs> she is. No, dude. You can just say she is. Uh, I don't think that would She's a beautiful on. woman I'm who's mo- married I'm and you I'm have no interest in that sense. Like if you were moving my reader, on. I'd be like, yes, somebody I know is going to be the reader. That's good. Yeah, sure. Well, it depends. It depends. I don't know. But I, I thought the audition went, went fine. It was totally great. She, get, she didn't give me any notes, but we just went and that was it. Um, but, you know, again, it's one of those things where you just go do it and you're just like, I don't know, like either it goes or it doesn't. Yeah, you know? really. Uh, what I was going to say with Natalie, she after I got the role, she was she called me up and she's like, you know what? The first time you read it, I knew that was going to be for you. Mm. Like Aww. there's there's that thing. I was like, OK. I guess that's how you're supposed to approach every. You were like, "Why day. did you make it re- me read it three more times?" Then, like, come on, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, it is, I know. It is what it is. You, you do what you do. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Anyway. All right. Fi- final thoughts. Is there something that we didn't uh, talk to you about that? Uh, no, Upcoming I projects. Think, I think we're good. Upcoming well, I mean, projects. I have. Uh, I am fear that is going to be hitting all digital platforms uh, the first week in March. So we can find it on Amazon. Yeah, probably Amazon. I think all the paid platforms like apple netflix? amazon and all of those things i'm not sure if netflix is gonna is gonna have it but for sure amazon and, and apple where nice. can people follow you just to stay updated and all this stuff i'm sure you're gonna post about it right instagram oh yeah absolutely did we take a picture we haven't taken a picture we, we will. will um we will uh instagram at alberto zeni and uh twitter alberto zeni of okay that's it perfect sometimes awesome. people give their venmo out did you want to yeah <laughs> talk about crowdfunding idea. it depends now, one time no, somebody sent wait. a guest a dollar. That's the most that a guest has gotten. Aaron, Aaron said we'll send you five Bitcoin. You, uh, <laughs> That's right. Five dollars in Bitcoin. Five, uh, five, yeah, five Bitcoin. Five Bitcoin. Whoa. Whoa. Aaron's balling. Yeah, uh, we got to come back here again. <laughs> I, I got one last question for you. Your favorite movie you saw this year. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to say just because of the profound acting impact that it had in me. Joker. Joker yes. Oh, yeah. Was Fantastic. Was great. It was yeah. good. So Phoenix good. was just incredible. Dude, yeah. you look back at um, Heath Ledger, who also did a great job, but everybody used to say, oh my God, that's like the, the pinnacle. But mm-hmm. then you look back and you're like, oh, it's no Heath Ledger, or it's no uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you know? Yeah. It's a different kind yeah. of movie, but yeah. He was the, completely, know, completely, completely different movie, but yeah. But uh, I yeah, agree. I think I think what he did, I mean, the entire movie, the way they approached it, it was phenomenal. But I, what he did, the depth he got into and 
just you know his physicality and everything it's just the way he moved the way he talked his his gaze yeah was so uh yeah yeah that's the word so so walking yeah he's i think he's incredible he's one of the best actors in the world right now true awesome man thank you for coming man i really appreciate it it was awesome